It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities, and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for October 14th, 2018. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us. Well, middle of October. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was rereading one of my father's books, The Center Within, and This is probably not new to anybody, but if you read something that you read before and you read it again maybe a year or so later, uh, it's like you're reading it. I mean, you know you read it before, but uh, you get something more out of it. You didn't notice this sentence or this phrase. And so, oh, wow. Isn't that uh, amazing? You know? Um, a person changes, time changes, situation changes. And uh, I remember one time, if someone uh, requests to be put on our mailing list for our newsletter, I got in the habit of saying, uh, oh, how did you hear about us? Because you get some interesting stories that way. And some years ago, I got a call and the lady said, could you please add me to the mailing list? I said, sure. Then I asked her, I said, well, how, how did you hear about us? And she told me the story that uh, her boss is on our mailing list. And he read uh, the lead article on the cover of the newsletter. And then he gave the uh, newsletter to his secretary. And he said, hey, you better, you should, I think it'd be interesting in reading this article. And uh, she said, yeah, I did, and it really struck a chord with me, so 
you know, I'm asking to be put on a mailing list. I said, okay, thank you. And then I looked at the the lead article. I wanted to see what caught her attention, you know, and it was an article. This was at a time when we were running my father's articles as the lead article in the newsletter. And Beyond the Relative World was the article, my father's article, on the cover of our newsletter for, for that issue. We put it out four times a year according to the seasons. And uh, I said, gee, and I reread the article. Now, I had put that article in there, and I have read his books, you know. It's, but it was like, because she pointed it out, which, that this article struck her, I looked at it with new eyes. And I said, wow, yeah, this is a great message. <laughs> you know, and uh, ever since then, it doesn't surprise me when if you reread something that's old and familiar, there's always something new in there. Yes, indeed. Well, I want to introduce today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse. This is Patty Cayo. She was part of LM4 Group, and uh, she lives in Washington State now. Let's hear from Patty Cayo. Good morning, Bright Dawn listeners. Um, the name of my Dharma Glimpse is called Remember the Crow and Other Family Dharma Glimpses. I have a couple of retroactive Dharma Glimpses that I recently realized I've used as useful Dharma reminders for many years, long before I became a Bright Dawn lay minister. The first one I call Remember the Crow. Uh, once when my kids were young, about 20 years ago, and I was driving us down our residential street in our family minivan. We saw a crow standing in the middle of the road ahead of us, busily doing some kind of crow stuff. I thought I would amuse the kids by pretending like my car was out of control and I'm going to run over the crow. Look out, crow, I said, while shimmying the steering wheel a little bit. I was going about two miles per hour and I knew the crow had plenty of time to fly away. The kids were yelling, Mom, no, just like I hoped they would. But I knew that like all birds, he would wait until the last minute and fly away just in time. Except that this guy didn't. We felt his little crow body crunch under my wheels. We all gasped. The kids screamed. I looked in my rearview mirror while trying to figure out what to do. And I saw several other crows swoop down on his body, either to check on him or no, it's too awful to think about. I now had a horror scene on my hands all at my doing. The kids were very upset. It wasn't so funny anymore. I had to admit to my kids what a blunder I had made. I had needlessly ended that crow's life. I decided to make this a lesson about the danger with this kind of mindless behavior which I would later learn was taught in the Noble Eightfold Path as right action and right mindfulness. I can't undo my actions on that day, but I can honor this poor bird by taking in this teaching. Over the years, we adopted a family phrase, remember the crow, and the meaning broadened a little to mean, don't jack around when it's time to pay attention, take things seriously. We all use this phrase to this day. When Doug Kuyo and I moved into the house we're in now, we got a handsome Japanese art scroll of a crow on a branch to hang in our entryway. Sometimes before we embark on some journey, we point to the crow and say, RTC, 
Sometimes we gash out to the crow and we gather our mindfulness and good intentions before exiting the door. He is our bodhisattva crow, or you could say crodhisattva. Another phrase we used came about when the kids and I were again all in the car. We had just picked up a couple of bags full of takeout Chinese food, some of which was soup. As I was making a turn, one of the kids hollered, soup in the trunk, mom, reminding me to take it easy on the corners. Well, several years later, I was meeting my now grown daughter in Seattle and picked her up to take her to lunch and shopping. I was doing my usual LA style driving in downtown Seattle and she expressed being frightened with my driving. She yelled, soup in the trunk, mom. Since then, we use that phrase to remind each other to drive like, well, there's soup in the trunk. My Dharma studies have taught me that we all have little teachings everywhere all the time. And being receptive and harnessing these everyday moments into personal teachings helps the Dharma permeate our everyday lives. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Well, you know, as I listened to the crow story, I had a flashback of uh, experience. I was driving, uh, uh, this was in the suburb of Chicago, and um, I was driving in the countryside, and I came upon, uh, um, uh, I guess it was sort of like a nursery, or and it had it was selling um, uh, outdoor equipment like uh, lawn mowers and things like this. And so I, then I remembered that I need to buy a, a you know little a lawnmower for the for the temple, and so I stopped in and and. Uh, was a young man that was working there, and I said, you know, I got the lawnmower, and I said, okay, I'd like to buy this lawnmower, and he was doing the paperwork, and then, and he saw, I uh, in Illinois, if you are a church, you can get a, a no sales tax letter, so I had that letter, and he looked, and, you know, said Buddhist, and he looked at me, and he said, Say, uh, uh, I was driving and a deer ran in front of my car and I and I killed it. Am I in trouble? And I looked at him. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether he was putting me on or what, but he he, he looked very earnest. And so I said, uh, uh, No, in these matters, intention is everything. You know, I always remember this. We're right out of the blue, he said, you know. Uh, and uh, he was concerned. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know why I said what I said, but I thought, you know, you know, intention, unintentionally, we're always taking lives, um, whether we blame ourselves or not, or, you know, this is part of, Part of the territory, in order to live, we have to take others, other people's lives. Okay? And then when we're uh, something happens, like in the story and so forth, uh, 
we feel, oh, wow, you know, due to my ignorance or, or you know, not paying attention or something, uh, you know, something bad happened, okay? Even though I, I, I was careless, okay? Even when we're very careful, we're going to take lives in order to live, you know? And, um, well... <clears throat> I was thinking when we moved over to California and we were driving a big truck and and uh, on the highway and, you know, a lot of insects get smashed on the windshield and, you know, there's all kinds of comical sayings like, well, sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield and things like that. But um, all the time, uh, uh Usually through our carelessness, we un- we needlessly kill other living beings, and of course we we eat plants and plants are are, are living beings too. You know, I think we really have to pause and take a new look at something that's common sense. Uh, you know, for us uh, in terms of reality. That in order for us to live, we have to take lives. You know, sometimes we say um, mealtime blessing, or we say, oh, thank you for the food. But I think it's a little bit deeper than gratitude is the sorrow behind the fact that we have to take other lives in order to live. You know, when, when we, whatever we're eating or something like this, okay? It's not just a simple, oh, thank you, you know, and we're kind of glad that we have this, but uh, there, there's a, there's a, well, sorrow that we have to take lives in order to live. And then you take, you don't just linger on that negative thought, but you say, well, therefore, I should live as authentically, fully as I can, you know, because of I'm taking lives. You know, in order to pay honor to those lives we've taken. Okay. Now this might seem silly if you're thinking about, you know, when you're eating plants or or things like this, but you have to respect. It's not matter whether they're sentient living beings or not, but bad enough that we got to take lives in order to live. But all things, you know, inanimate objects or whatever, they exist and. We use them in some way or another in our lives. So uh, I have to challenge myself or remind myself that uh, uh, I'm the recipient of all of these things that hold up my life. Thank you very much. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.